Hello, loreheads, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today, we get to talk about the wandering caretaker, Bard, who was released March 12th, 2015. Not last year, which is what my brain had thought for some reason. <laughs> yeah, this was a this was some time ago. <laughs> yeah, last year? Goddamn. No. <laughs> I knew it wasn't last year, but like, why did I think he was so new? He's weird. He's not one of those ones that like none of us play, so we never really see in game. And I don't know. Who knows? I play him in A Rams. Yeah, it's happening to me with every champion. Is I'm either like, yes, you've been here forever, of course, or what do you mean you came out six years ago? <laughs> Yeah, I get that. I think that's because, at least for me, there'll be big gulfs where I'll not play for six months, maybe a year, at least in my past. Um, so there's whole swaths of champions where it's like, what the fuck does this guy do? <laughs> that's really fair. Yeah, I think that's it. Is I haven't been playing League consistently this whole time at all. Yeah. Mm. Although I do remember like the whole event for his release and everything, and I still thought it was way more recent. I don't know why I thought it was way more recent, because... I, I wouldn't have been at the company if it was Get more, <laughs> more recent, recent yeah. but... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so on the Riot Universe page, Bard has a bio. He also has a video called Bard Mountain. There's also a broken link to something called The Wonder Above. <laughs> I feel like we're QAing this fucking universe site. We should right? compile a big old list. Uh, yeah, we should. We should. Yeah. You guys got to know who to email, right? Yeah, so this was this was a micro site that was released specifically for the release mm-hmm. of Bard, which is linked to on the universe site, but it doesn't doesn't exist like that anymore. You can still find kind of the content on the wiki, and I know Rebecca, you found a video of yeah. someone scrolling through the site, so you can see what it actually used to look like, but. <laughs> No, that's ingenuity right there. <laughs> that's what I watched. It's on YouTube. It's like a minute and a half. Um, I should have wrote down who posted it. I found it. an archive on the Wayback Machine, actually, which I think is linked on the wiki. When you go and try and find the source, it doesn't work right, at least not the <laughs> one I found. But it was funny even seeing it. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, they also have um, linked the video of his login music, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty barren. Very barren. Uh, not a whole lot of connections outside of the other Celestials that we've kind of talked about already. And there are no direct connections even in their stories. It's just the fact that they're also Celestials. Yeah, poor Bard. It's going to be a short <laughs> one, I feel like. It probably is. There's not um, all that much here. But we can start with the bio. Uh, I think what uh, John is going to summarize this. I could summarize it real quick. It's just vibes, man. <laughs> it's just vibes. <laughs> it's just vibe in here. <laughs> So, Bard is a celestial. He is just, we was just kind of wandering around the celestial plane, just kind of vibing. Vibing. Mm-hmm. The, the lore, Crunchy. for the record, just <laughs> full of music puns. <laughs> yeah, I thought you would get a kick out of it since yeah. you're a music guy. It was just, just chock full. Uh, but basically, he doesn't see, really. He. He hears, so he hears the music of the galaxies. Um, he was just wandering and <laughs> through blankness with a sense of anticipation, like, this all sucks, but something cool is going to happen soon. I just feel it. <laughs> and sure enough, our Star Forger started making stars, and that <laughs> celestial music was, I guess, just music to his ears. <laughs> nice. So he started floating through the galaxy, listening to the music, 
picking up his little meeps along the way, which uh, were, let's see, how are how exactly were they described here? Like little bits of resonant energy, I thought, of just like yeah, harmonic semi-ton- grooves, man. Yeah, semitonal incomplete motes of energy is uh, specifically, <laughs> and they're all kind of drawn to him. So they're following him around. Now, <laughs> this part of the story, they just like, they throw so many... Uh, so many music phrases right in a row here, but after a measureless interval, a dissonance began to creep in. So basically, he is the Meeps heard this song coming from Rune Terra that was kind of different than anything that he had heard before. So they kind of drew him to that planet where he heard a song that was a little weird, a little different. It was primitive, unevolved, and chaotic, just like the people that lived there. He kind of dug it, but also it was it was something they said that it had the power to become destructive or it was becoming destructive. So he needed to essentially look into it and figure out like, what the fuck is the deal with this planet and its silly destructive songs? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was it pretty was. good, right? <laughs> is, the... is that a Seinfeld impression? Or... Yeah, yeah, special guest. <laughs> That's what I'm asking is because I wondered if he actually walked in and did that for that little bit. Thank you but... for joining us, Jerry. <laughs> he really uh, is in the lead. It's a huge lore head. So Bard came down to Runeterra. He fashioned himself a body just out of random knickknacks. Wasn't it out of like a cart, like an abandoned... Yeah. It's a sham player's cart, I thought, right? Took his yeah. Shit. Yeah, he's made out of like a wooden cart, essentially. Mm-hmm. He, just a traveling sham player, so he just took some shit out of his cart, made himself a fun little body. Oh, yeah, trinkets and fabrics of a traveling <laughs> wagon. Yeah. Okay. And he huh. just walked around the world trying to figure out what was causing this music. And the what he found was, it was actually that a bunch of really powerful, magical artifacts that did not belong on Runeterra were finding their way to Runeterra. And it was causing a big problem. (laughs) Now, he made it his job to protect essentially the planet and and probably more than just the planet by taking all of the artifacts that he knew didn't belong here and then returning them back to where they belonged which it's kind of implied I don't know if it's specifically said um, but he's returning them to the celestial realm where it seems yeah. that some other celestial who we may or may not have met yet because it's not specifically called out uh, is for some reason <laughs> providing these celestial artifacts to Rune Terra um, and Bard is basically, he he sees a great conflict approaching, one that was going to span several realms, and it's probably setting up (sighs) another big bad, (laughs) being someone from the celestial realm providing Runeterra with some sort of celestial artifacts that they know don't belong there and have massive destructive power for the purpose of destabilization. I mean, it's hard to say that it's, it could just be one of the other things or just a very vague, mm-hmm. because vague is the, the name of the day when it comes to Bard. Uh, it could just be some other vague thing that, you know, who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. But it could also be that. I assumed he was talking about one of the, like, four big bads we already had brewing, <laughs> but who knows. But the only one we know so far of those big bads from the celestial realm is 
you know, the, the dragon who can't go about doing those things quite yet till that crown be broke. Mm. That is true. It, it would seem that if Aurelian Soul was doing that, we would have caught some of it in his bio or lore somewhere. <laughs> You'd think. <Yeah. laughs> You'd think so. Who knows? I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. How do we feel about yeah. his bio? I had I felt nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's 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 really vague. This was what I was com- forewarning about when we were looking at a Mumu, where this is kind of reminds me of Anivia a bit, where it's very very not a lot of details and there's not much in the way of character. And I think I think there's it reminds me a bit of Aatrox because there's some some potential here that for good like storytelling avenues, but I don't they're not like capitalized on at all. It's it's very whatever. So one of the questions that I had was so the the rune the the world the world runes basically that were used to essentially create rune terra but probably weren't supposed to remain on rune terra <laughs> after its creation <laughs> uh i know that rise is out looking for them but it doesn't see i mean it seems like he's doing a pretty darn good job from the cinematic it looked like the cave only had one empty spot left yeah. Yeah. Eighty uh, percent. He's at a what B. The, what? Yeah. What the fuck's Bard been doing? Vibing. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we I'm gonna say from that video, he's been allowing whole groups of Ionians and children to die or whatever. I guess is is <laughs> what he's been up to. You know those good vibes. <laughs> yeah. You know crunchy grooves, man. He was busy. He yeah. got there when he could. He's very fast. <laughs> When he wants to be. Yeah. When he doesn't stop on the way for tw- 10 cheeseburgers because he's oh too God. fucking high. <laughs> he's made out of a wagon. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I wish he actually was made out of a wagon. That would be cool. That's kind of like Barn Bard, but in a more realistic <laughs> sense. Gotta bring Barn Bard back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Never forget. Never forget Barn Bard. <laughs> Um, I will say I thought I liked the musical stuff. It was, you know, that's kind of his whole thing. Um, and I was hoping that you would enjoy that, John, I guess, because, you know, some of it lands for me and some of it I probably didn't catch because I'm not a music guy. But it was a little overwritten aside from that. And it reminded me kind of of Aurelian Souls writing. And I feel like it's retroactively made me question how much of, of that was done intentionally for Aurelian Soul or how much of this is just how celestials are written. Like there's a, a style guide somewhere that says, oh, you know, Crack the fucking thesaurus, right? (laughs) I almost wonder if they were trying to make it feel like a space documentary. I definitely heard it in Mm. Sigourney Weaver's voice, like I was watching Planet Earth. Made it a little better. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, (laughs) I could see that. Yeah, but it definitely watered down... It watered down the importance of the voice in Aurelian Soul's bio a little bit, I think. Because Bard doesn't have this tone. And I don't feel like Bard would necessarily think this way, but maybe he does. We don't know anything about Bard, and that's why I don't feel anything. is because I think he's very adorable. And I like the idea of Bard a lot. He was just vibing in space with music. That's pretty cool. But he doesn't have a personality or any thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I think if they had really kind of tried to leverage on him being a super alien entity, uh, something that was just so like outside of the, the human condition, that could have been a, a, something to try and work off of. Like this really mm. just some, an unknowable intelligence, something like that. But they do kind of outline his motives in, in a way that I th- think almost like really undercuts that, I guess. Yeah, and I think they've done a pretty good job of that 
style of thing elsewhere. Like, even in Zoe. Like, I think they did a real good job in mm-hmm. Zoe's story about giving her that, like, otherworldly, like, I just want to fit in, but I just don't understand. <laughs> I, I vaguely uh, remember some of the details of that. I read it a little bit. I think one of the things that bothered me about this one, and it's weird that this would bother me because it's right up my alley, but, like, all of the music puns <laughs> made it seem like less of a lore story and more of somebody having like a lot of fun writing it while like <laughs> winking the entire time like eh? Eh? Mm. get it get it get it get it get it get it interesting maybe less is more yeah i think you got a little tired of them <laughs> is how it's where if, it, if they had done a couple it might have been cute yeah or if it was told sure. like if this was like the the other microsite was actually that was a storyteller telling the mm. story of bard if they had done it, it would have made way more sense because that's exactly the type of shit that a storyteller would do. But it's weird <laughs> to see it like in the official lore, <laughs> like the third party voice doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree with that. Um, that's, a, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good call out, I think, for an issue mm. with this. Well, I was going to say, I mean, another issue I kind of have with it is that in talking about things that they could do with Bard, trying to really hone in on him being this very true neutral entity something that is very much detached from human concerns would be something cool to kind of explore but again the bio kind of paints his motives as i guess pretty benevolent would you would you say he's trying to save creation and shit yeah does that sound right accurate and it's weird at the end to me that they talk about him there's like the very last line is about that coming conflict that he'll need to pick a side which seems very strange it seems weird that bard would ever pick a side and on top of that if he's going to, why would he ever pick something that doesn't generate those crunchy grooves, right? Which is you know, creation. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know what are the circumstances that would cause him to choose one side over the other because I don't know anything about him as a character other than Yeah, that's also music. true. Yeah, so should we jump to the story or the video next, do you think? Um, actually, let's do the video, then the story, because I think... I think it's implied that the person telling the story was in the video. Oh, okay. Now, now I, okay, I, I had umbrage with that because is, is, gosh, maybe, do you think that's implied just from the writing in the story or is that implied because a writer went and said it in a, in a, in a thread somewhere? Yeah, mostly that one. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, well, let's talk about it. Because, um, after, we'll, we'll, let's talk about these things and then, then we can talk about that whole idea because I get, I take a little, frustration i guess with having to go and pick out rider posts to understand what the fuck's <laughs> happening okay so who's got the video uh i, I can hit hit the video it's, it's pretty short and honestly it's worth watching it's pretty cool yeah uh, it makes me want a league anime and it makes me excited for <laughs> arcane that's what it's gonna be called yeah. right just make sure i'm yeah um but it opens on a i'm pretty sure ionian village from the looks of it and they are being attacked by noxians and there is an old guy trying to make his way up this really tall mountain. Not super tall mountain, but really tall. God, it's almost like an obelisk. I don't know. Semi-natural yeah. structure. Mm-hmm. And he's holding something in a... It's all wrapped up. And as he kind of catches an arrow to the knee, Skyrim ref, he... <laughs> God. Uh, he's about to get killed by Noxon, and he unveils it. And it's this obviously magical MacGuffin. And it unleashes this giant blast of power. And Bard, who we've kind of seen interspersed in the video, you know, snaps to... And immediately flies across the land over to where that's happening, swoops up the egg, and as he's doing it, like the old man's whimpering, talking about how they'll die without it. 
um, the Noxians are trying to get the egg, and Bard just he essentially yeah he takes it up to the top of the thing and whooshes it to the <laughs> celestial realm, securing it from Noxus right and from being used. I guess we could say whatever it is. And that, that's mostly the video. Yeah. yeah, it was a big powerful thing. It cut the mountain in half. That is true. Mm-hmm. It's cool to look at. It's really cool to watch. Uh, I will say this reminds me of a couple other League videos where if you if you don't know League lore really well, they don't do the best job, in my opinion, of communicating the story of what's happening. There's like two lines that you really need to hear to understand even any context. And the mixing is, in my opinion, kind of bad. So it's really hard to hear what the fuck they're saying. So, Yeah, and I think it... it whatever he does to send it to the celestial realm and and this was kind of interesting but i don't know exactly how this ties into things but it, it kind of looks like whatever he did that sent this one artifact to the celestial realm created the bard constellation in the sky mm, that's true um but i don't know if that means that this was the very first <laughs> artifact that he ever sent to the celestial realm or if it was the only artifact he had ever sent to the celestial realm or what or whether he's just making all sorts the third of one, fucking that's new why constellations <laughs> all the time and we just don't know about it <laughs> well he did i mean three things disappeared into the sky at the same time i found this very confusing i didn't understand what was yeah. going on yeah yeah exactly i mean i've seen it at least half a dozen times because it's the closest it's one of the few things of like league anime that we get so mm-hmm. I, at this point, know what the fuck's happening. But yeah, if, if if this was the first time you're watching it, I would expect that reaction of, uh, what the fuck's going on? I don't understand. That guy's dead. Okay. And that's it. All right. So what the fuck was going on? <laughs> I mean, it's, my best understanding <laughs> is that, it, it, I mean, it kind of like we described, it's just some magical object that the Noxians were invading to take and use. And it seems to imply that he didn't give a shit until... It got the power got used, like because that old guy mm. finally uses it to mm. save himself, and then Bard, like I said, kind of snaps too and goes. It's like, well, it's almost like he's a parent who's like, okay, well, you know, I told you not to squirt the water gun in the house. <laughs> now you don't get no fucking super soaker, you know. I'm putting it back in space. So, <laughs> yeah, can't be fucking trusted. Um, this one I think does a way better job of showing him as a uh, like a true neutral entity once you kind of get mm. that context, because like I said, it shows children who are fleeing this thing who who the, they're, they're probably gonna get fucking killed shows him going like stealing this not stealing but just taking this thing from this old guy who's dying or dead and like pleading like we'll die without it Bard doesn't give a fuck <laughs> uh, but it could also be you know if from an equilibrium standpoint like and same thing with the world runes like it's not necessarily that you might die without it but like if you didn't have it in the first place they probably wouldn't have invaded because they were there for that <laughs> That's. I mean, you're not wrong, and I think you could easily spin it as, oh, Bard just sees the be- the, the best outcome possible, and we'll always do whatever's going to be the greater good, right? But I don't know. He can also he can, can he use his E and like get them <laughs> through the mountain or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, where was his ult? Put down one of those health packs, you know. Oh yeah, a little hot cocoa. Yeah, a little hot, little, little <laughs> cup of hot cocoa. You gotta wait for the mu- the mar- marshmallow though. It's no good otherwise. Yeah. It's weird to me that constellations show up and don't show up, right? Because we know Pantheon got kicked out of the sky at one point when the original when like the aspect died. So they can't just be stars. Stars just don't. I mean, they do appear and disappear, but not in this way. So they must be something else. All right. That is a good point. What is 
What is Aurelian Soul going to think about Bard just fucking making three stars just now? <laughs> well, hey, man, you thought Aurelian Soul was old. Bard's been around since, and I quote, in the beginning, right? <laughs> Wasn't Aurelian Soul... No, Aurelian Soul was in the first breath of creation, and, and well, what what, from came, Bard, what came Bard first? is just the beginning or the first the breath of creation. <laughs> I mean, I th- I think it to me it reads pretty. I think it's pretty definitive that Bard was around first because it it kind of just talks about him being in like a, a nothing and just having that anticipation, like we had said, and then mm. and then creation kind of happens. So maybe there were multiple breaths of creation. I don't yeah. know. Did I write this? That's where. <laughs> Like, that's what I feel about when I look at this bard lore. It's like this would be the, like the second draft of some some shit I would write. It's just not. This shit needs more detail, man. Yeah. Okay, so maybe you can clarify something for me because I'm I'm no. now rewatching it. I'm a little confused about something in this. <laughs> yeah, there's three things. What are those three pillars? Okay, so yeah. old dudes running up the mountain mm-hmm. and uses his magic gem, which cuts the fucking mountain oh. in half. Yeah. Now, Bard runs over, picks up the crystal, takes it the rest of the way up the mountain mm-hmm. that has just been cut in half up to the peak, which already has a pedestal on it, which again, the mountain was just cut in half. And I just double checked not... to see if it was the same mountain. Yeah. And the Noxians are still chasing up and they make it to the top right when Bard puts in that gem. So it's the same mountain. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's cut in half, but the pieces don't fall away. Yeah, it could be the case also that it's not completely bisected. It's just we're seeing a, f- a flash of energy. I-, I have to watch the scene again because it's a very short little shot that they show of it. Yeah, I mean, just Wait. just there's a red slash, but it doesn't... Yeah, like nothing... It's also... The mountain doesn't like fall you said, Rebecca, or anything. There's two others, so it's hard, it's hard to say 100% that's the same thing. Yeah, I don't know what the other it. two were. Like, the mountain's shaking know. a little bit, but it doesn't fall, you know? Yeah, like, it did one of those samurai things where you cut something in half and it starts to slide, yeah. but then it never actually showed the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe it doesn't yeah. fall, you know? Hell, maybe that was something in editing where they, they originally were going to have it and this, they just didn't read right and mm. you know, they just tried to cut it down. Um, I think what you raise is a, a bigger point in terms of, you know, I don't want to say plot holes for this fucking thing, <laughs> but... If what was the old guy intending to do if he was taking it up anyway? Because he seems to say, "Oh no, don't take it," but it seems like he was taking it to the one spot that will make it, you know, go up into the celestial realm. Right? It would be it make more sense for him to be like maybe at the town hall or something, or trying to hide it or something that away from Bard instead of taking it to where Bard was taking it. Right? Yeah, I don't know what he was planning to do with it. Yeah, if it had just been like, take it from here. That would have made sense to me. <laughs> it is cool looking, though. It's pretty. It is cool looking. Yeah. And I like that with the... I do like that with the release of Legends of Runeterra, we're getting a lot more of these short style cinematics, too. Like, this obviously isn't one of those ones, but that that was probably one of my favorite things about the Legends of Runeterra release was all of the short cinematics we got that gave a little bit of flavor about areas and characters. Yeah, definitely. I those are those are fucking great. I really like the uh I really like that Noxus one. The Demacia one is kinda of boring in my mind. But uh that one's pretty good. Failure one's pretty good. The the Yordles one was fucking great, man. Not to completely oh, I loved it. So the Yordles one was so good. Man, I just love seeing Corky because <laughs> he is so fucking old, man. 
I know. Yeah. Just in general, I needed a Yordle video. Oh, man. We're, you know, seas, we're not that far away. We're going to get to watch that cinematic. As if we haven't already watched it a couple <laughs> times. Time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on to the last thing that Bard has, and it's that weird story. Uh, who wants to summarize that? I legit could not tell you what it was about. I already forgot. It's not even that much about Bard, right? The Wonder Above. It's just going yeah. through different constellations, really. One of them is about Bard. Yeah, <laughs> Exactly. Like, it's more just telling a little bit more about the world. Like, we cover the Watcher constellation, and then we learn a little bit about the Watchers and their history. Like, a sen- when I say a little bit, each one of these is like a sentence mm. or two. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, God, what was the second one? It's the Ruined King. The Ruined His King. Crown. Yeah, the, the, the oh, yeah. crown of the Ruined King. And Which, then, again, is Bart. the most vague shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Shirima. There's uh, the, thir- oh, the fall yeah, of Shirima. Yeah. Yes, another one. which <laughs> that was a <laughs> complex constellation. How the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Although some are like you ever see constellations and it's like four stars and they've drawn like this elaborate photo. I'm like, yeah. calm down, guys. They true. didn't have TV, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the story. Oh, yeah. Seems like know. a bit of astral projection. Yeah. Eh? <laughs> eh? <laughs> I can't believe you interrupted Mark for that. So you're about to be killed on podcast right now. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, yeah, I don't even know what it, I don't even remember what it says about Bard beyond what we've already covered in the bio. Really? Just that he's Nothing, a caretaker. Really. Yeah. yeah. Is this even still canon, by the way? Oh, that he's the care. Uh, I think. Oh, no, not the caretaker, but this, this whole story. And the reason I ask is because I know I, saw, I talked some mad shit about this Watcher constellation a little bit <laughs> um, about how it's actually a Bale Strider now. Uh, mm, oh, yeah. So I don't know if that's still if mm. that part's still accurate. We could say it's probably still canon, and storyteller just doesn't sure. know shit. It's fair. Learn your it's stories, fair. bruh. <laughs> right. It's a Bale Strider. Oh, also, I love the the first line I did like because it's such a cop out where it says, "Our first rule: the facts may be important, but they aren't as vital as the telling." <laughs> It goes on a little bit. Okay. Details might change and, and and fade, but truth lives with us for all time. It's such a like, uh, whatever, man. Read as we plan on rewriting this. <laughs> yeah, or just unlinking it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, they did. Well, we caught it. Yeah, Bar definitely. I think in general, Bar just to me feels like a champion that, um, you know, they wanted to make a music based support kind of champion and they they had that idea and the lore wasn't as important does that feel right yeah this was a very gameplay first yeah champion like he he had a lot more than i think a lot of champions at the time did like he had the whole like meep collection thing which was new and they're probably experimenting a lot with his yeah. his alt was a brand new concept that I'm sure they were experimenting with, like, oh, how the fuck do you... Zonia's just an entire patch of the ground. Like, this was around the time where I think they were finding new ways to play with and expand their tools for building champion kits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the the E as well, I think, that whole... The terrain passage, I would imagine, it was pretty... Um, I don't remember exactly what was going on in League 2015, but that feels pretty unique, right? So it was definitely... Let's see, 2015. I'm tr- I'm trying to like conceptualize time to like how <laughs> heavy we were into the reorganization of the entire lore team in 15. Mm. No, that's good. That's a, yeah. a really good 
point. I think it was, I think it was closer on the tail end. No, I like I think they, I think they were well into it by this point. Like, so I don't, I don't think we can blame a reorg for this one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's so strange and alien. Um, I can definitely see it being hard to write a lot of lore about him, and that's fine. I guess. I don't know. I liked Alistar a lot more, and he didn't have shit for lore. But I felt with him, I had a way more of a base for a character to, mm. like, okay, I can see where this could ha- could go. And with Bard, what could be there, I don't think is really developed well. So it's it's really whatever. Yeah, you had like you got feelings from Alistar though, and I think that's the problem yeah. with Bard. I don't know how he feels about anything. Does he not have feelings? That's okay, but like I need to. I don't know. It just needs to be conveyed better. <laughs> I feel like the emptiness yeah. of his physical celestial body is a good metaphor <laughs> for <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I like playing Bard. Sure. I think he's great. Did um so I got a little okay, so John, when do you when you were first hired on it right, did you go through a an onboarding where they had you like put together a champion kit like in a little group for like five, ten minutes? Was that a part of your thing? Uh, no, because we didn't have an onboarding. <laughs> I, I was gonna started. say, was it before <laughs> such things existed? <laughs> yeah, no, we had we had no onboarding. Oh, so what? What do tell? Well, my my story is that when I first saw Bar's kit, I totally thought they ripped off this fucking champion idea I had because I had definitely come up. Well, I don't want to say I had come up with. Oh, I invented. But I just remember putting together this water champion. Where it's like, oh, the E, you could it'll make the terrain passable because that was so that blew my fucking mind at the time. It's like you could go through the terrain. It's like oh, and the alt, the alt it'll make everything in stasis in this big space and it'll be really like it could you could really troll somebody with this shit but let's fucking try it and then you know lo and behold bar comes out 70 i'm sure they don't give a shit I, you know no <laughs> i don't know mark <laughs> what year were you hired god i don't even fucking remember <laughs> do you remember john the way your mark was hired like, yeah. uh it was 2012 <laughs> yeah. or late 2011 I, I think oh i mean this was on a piece of paper that got thrown away. I'm absolutely just joking. All right, it was just all so right. funny to me that I I remembered this shit and I was like, oh yeah, these were all the abilities that I wanted to see in a sport, uh, a champion. But I wasn't playing league that much in 2015. So. Mm. so, do we have any more thoughts on the regular bard lore before John uh, takes us to the AU, which is very little, I think. Well, I was going to complain about having to go look for rider <laughs> posts, but uh, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think, yeah. I don't know if I have too much. To, it's it's hard. I don't. I'm not mad at them. That's the first thing I want to say. Is it's really cool that this dev team came in and answered people's lore questions, and that's dope. Um, but it's all on the old boards, which, or at least, yeah, the old boards which aren't, you know, they're they're archived and shit on the wiki, so we don't have access to this anymore. And it answers a lot of these really weird questions about like, oh yeah, Bard can die, and oh, when Bard speaks to you, other people can't understand what Bard's saying, but you can understand what Bard's saying because he's communicating his meaning to you. And these things that open up a lot of details around Bard, but are so squirreled away, and I don't even know if they're accurate anymore. Like, mm. who the fuck knows, right? And I, I guess, I, I guess, I wanted to throw out the idea of let's not let's not look for these. I, I guess, I guess, my complaint is somewhat about the wiki too, because sometimes I see these referenced as the sources for very, very broad statements about champions, um, or things that are like completely unsourced and just kind of based off like a writer tweet from 2012 or some shit, and. <laughs> I, I get it, right? This is all, it's the voice of God, but at the same time, <laughs> I don't know. I have a really weird feeling about it. Yeah, it's a very J.K. Rowling approach to mm, lore. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was, George Lucas was the name in my mind, but yes, <laughs> I think that's an even more accurate comparison. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's just, I really just like having, like, 
looking to those sources. Although I get, like I said, that theoretically that is the truth as we, you know, I don't know. I just want to complain, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That's what this podcast is for. It's not about the lore. It's about the complaining. (laughs) Well, then let me take you into some sweet AUs. (laughs) Isn't he just in one? Technically two. Oh, okay. Yay. One, One which is very, very short, but again... Academy Adventures, folks. They're all yeah. in there. Bart's the music teacher. He's tired of Excellent. his student shit, so he just puts them all in stasis. I did read that one. That one was kind of cute. <laughs> the second AU is actually an actual skin line that he is part of, which is the D&D skin line. Oh, yeah. The the actual Bard Bard skin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And the the AU is just them playing D and D. I don't think I realized that. Really? Yeah, and this is just a, this is a very short thing, basically, where they're trying to they're trying to play D and D. Jace is Jace just keeps responding like, "I'm gonna put down an acceleration gate and take him into the future." And you're like, "God damn it, Jace! Just play the game. <laughs> like we're trying to play here." And Bard's <laughs> part in all of this is like he keeps you know, meeping unintelligibly. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> That is the only sounds he makes. His, uh, all of his sound effects, though, are so soothing if you play Bard. Yeah. It's like when you turn on subtitles for something that has noises, like all of the writing for Bard in that was like, meep sadly, meeps happily. <laughs> Bard chimes, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So lovely. I'm being, I'm being taken away on the chimes. I want to know what his taunt is. <laughs> I can't believe he said that to you. What? I can't, <laughs> can't believe he went there. How did Riot get away with that, man? <laughs> but that part's real cool. Really... That's like his aesthetic is real cool. Yeah. It's interesting. So so this is another weird thing with the whole like going back and retconning the lore afterwards. Like it's weird that I guess you can't hear him mm. if he's supposed to be able to talk to I guess you'd only hear him if you were a summoner and I guess that got retconned too, so maybe that's why, but <laughs> Well, are you talking about that rider thing I mentioned? I think the thing is that if he's not trying to communicate his meaning to you, that's what you hear is the the type noise. Oh, you'd hear that, but um, you'd just know. Uh, yeah, and if you're like someone eavesdropping, that's all you hear, and it's just bard noises, right? Mm. Oh, he'd be a good spy. <laughs> Except for the fact that he's this big, bouncing, weird monster <laughs> thing. <laughs> but yeah. Maybe he could disguise himself as a barn. <laughs> Or a bard. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> or it could just be a wagon again. He's like a transformer. He just like curls up and is a wagon. <laughs> I like this. That's what he makes instead of the regular transformer noises. <laughs> Alright, any more bard thoughts? No. I hope he picks our side. When the, when the big conflict <laughs> right. happens. Right. Bart, please help. I think it's in the bag. <laughs> Bring your meeps. Okay, I think we've done it. We've completed Bard. 
Uh, it's exciting to get to the bees. <laughs> there's not that many. No, yeah. You get so many A's and then there's so few B's. Weird. But thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy our show, if you could review it on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, something around those lines. Um, or if you don't enjoy it, you know, leave your thoughts. Don't do that. <laughs> Let us know don't, how we don't, can yeah. better serve you. <laughs> don't not enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> And join us next week when we get to talk about the great steam golem Blitzcrank. Bye.